This call is now being recorded. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> welcome in one. Welcome all to the latest installment of the Deep Bell and Demigods podcast. I am your host, TJ, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Tink. Tink, how's it going? It's going well. I'm just watching uh, the RB1 of the 2020 class um, <laughs> just go off tonight, so we watched him last night, actually, so I'm not quite sure what you're referring to. Uh, how much did we watch? Daryl Williams wasn't in the 2020 class. <laughs> um, that's actually Unless not we're talking about Zach to. Moss. Also not who I'm referring to. I think we're uh, referring to the guy that had more rushing yards than Jonathan Taylor going into this week. That doesn't feel right. Well, you can't fact check me on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are 57 seconds into this podcast, and we've already checked off the uh, the box on, on CEH. Um, mm. It wouldn't be a podcast without it, truly. But um, Tink, week five happened. Um, it was pretty good. I know last week we were pretty depressed because we had both lost. Um, and this week, uh, I guess you're going to be depressed because you lost, but I won. So congrats to me. Um, I really started that sentence thinking that you had won, and then I just remembered mm-hmm. that you actually lost. <laughs> so <laughs> apologies for that. Um, but before we get into um, all the happenings of fantasy football this week, I believe we have a new review. Is that right? Yes, we do. So this one is brought to us from Heinz, not the ketchup. That is the username of this of this individual. Okay. And, and here's the review. It says, this is my favorite podcast of all time. It truly changed my life as their soothing voices cured my insomnia. Also, even though I have never played fantasy football, I believe with TJ, in parentheses, I think that is his name, and parentheses, and Tink's help, I could win any league I enter. They are hilarious, inspiring, all-knowing, and frankly, demigods. <laughs> 10 out of 10 stars. I tell all of my friends about this podcast. So, wow. Th- thank you so much, Heinz, not the ketchup for this review. It, it means a lot. That is a glowing review from Heinz, really not is. the ketchup. I have no, <laughs> no idea who that is. That, <laughs> that might have given that review. Neither do I. I guess, I guess our audience is just <laughs> reaching um, levels unseen before. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, like always, feel free to leave a review um, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, um, or just text Tink and I, and we'll read your review <laughs> on the podcast. Um, yeah, and let us know how we can how we can continue to make this podcast a better product for the people. Um, I know we've gotten a lot of feedback over the last week that we should talk about things that aren't fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to go against the entire like thesis of this podcast and the reason it was created. Um, but, you know, if, if we get enough feedback like that, we might have to start incorporating other segments like that into our show. I'm not sure. Yeah, or we just make an entirely separate pod um, <laughs> we, or we find something else that we have in common, which we've learned isn't a whole lot. It's nothing. Yeah, it's, this is it. This is the this is like the one thread that's holding our friendship together. I think. Yeah, but we could, you know, if there's enough interest, we can we can fake it until we make it. Yeah. Um, about another topic. Oh, and um, also, Tink, let me be the very first to congratulate you on passing the bar exam. 
Ah, thank you. Thank you very much uh, to all those in the league um, that don't follow me on Instagram. I, I did, in fact, pass the bar. Yeah. Uh, found, and, out, found out on Friday. And what's really special is that since you passed the Texas bar, Penn State had a 100% pass rate in the state of Texas. One for this one, is, you passed. True. And so you got a whole post dedicated just to you. Um, yes. about how there's a 100% pass rate in Texas. And so that's a big deal because I could have said 0%. No, this you is really true. carried the team on your back there. Yeah, our school did have two people pass in Colorado, no post, but my myself only and only me, you know, passing in Texas deserves yeah. its own post. So that's, that's pretty awesome. big. Yeah, it's a, it's a really big deal. Congrats mm-hmm. to you. Um, now you're officially a lawyer, I guess. I don't really know. I kind of if I'm being completely honest, I thought you had already passed the bar when you told, <laughs> you told me. So, so technically, before Friday, I was a lawyer, but not an attorney. What? Now, Those mean different things. I am an, apparently, I learned this recently, <laughs> but apparently now I can call myself an attorney. Wow. And Is that also, I guess, Esquire, so... Wow. Is that kind of like how you're a finance major, but once you take a job in finance, you work in finance? Um, in a way, yes, but probably not, because those are <laughs> the same word. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, okay. I'm so, in- so what would have happened if you had not passed the bar? Would you have gotten fired from your job? Um, probably not. Um, most law firms give you like two two tries at it before they fire you. Um, I may have gotten like a pay decrease, um, <laughs> but that would probably be the only because they can't charge like for a lawyer's rate. They can only charge for, like a paralegal rate, basically. Okay. If you're not a practicing attorney, but okay, you um, just said, luckily don't said that lawyer is something different than attorney. You said they can't charge. Uh, you're right. They you're right. So they, so they would have to charge me like an intern's rate and not an attorney's rate. Paying you as though you were an attorney, even though you were just a lawyer over the Correct. last month or so. C- Correct. I, I can't personally justify the difference and all <laughs> of these technicalities. However, that seems to be the way it works. Interesting. So this doesn't really give you any like additional perks at work. Do you have like less supervision now that you can like sign uh, documents or something? Yes. Yeah, so technically I can like draft a full document and now I can also be sued for malpractice, which is tech, which is actually a detriment. Wow. Uh, <laughs> am before I... it would just be my boss. Can I, am I allowed to sue you for malpractice for trading for Adam Thielen? Um. Sure. Okay, I think that was malpractice of of your roster to give up assets for him. We can talk about that later, though. Uh, was it an asset? I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um. Why don't you explain? I guess now that we're on the topic of lawyers and in the interest of discussing things that aren't fantasy football, uh-huh. I don't actually know what you do for work. Here's what I know. I know that you work for Connor Nance's dad or you work yes. at the same company as Connor Nance's dad mm-hmm. and I know that you um that's honest I'm gonna be honest that's it I know you work with companies <laughs> <laughs> and they send you stuff and then you send stuff back to them but explain yes. it to me like I'm five so let's say hold on we're kind of echoing 
How do you change something on your end? <laughs> um, am I still echoing? Let me see. Well, I'm hearing myself. Oh, okay, okay, that seems better. All okay, right. well, I didn't do literally anything on my end, so. <laughs> All right, let me. Okay, I'm still echoing. Um... In my experience, this has been your fault. <laughs> Wait, you don't know that for sure, though. Should I put headphones in? Yeah, let's try headphones. Okay. Um, and then I'll explain what I do for work. The one problem with this platform is that I can't mute myself. That is a problem. I haven't figured a way around that. Okay, I think I have headphones in. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, no, my Bluetooth was off. Okay, now my Bluetooth is on. Um, this is riveting podcasting. Yes. <laughs> Well, I, I'm trying not to talk because I'm echoing every time I do. Okay. But you're officially in my ears. All right. I don't think I'm echoing. So that had to affect something. <laughs> okay. Um, Great. But anyway, to respond to your question, what I do, let's say you were a very wealthy individual and okay. you wanted to start a company or had a company already. And you have a bunch, because you're a wealthy individual, you have a bunch of personal assets. So like, Say you have multiple houses, yada, yada, like a, a side business or whatever, and you want to start this new business. In order to do that, but protect all this other money you have, you have to start a new, like a new company and a new entity. So I help form that entity and then protect those assets by like shifting the internal components of the, the, or, the ownership structure in order to best protect you in case anything were to go wrong because wealthy people are very paranoid about their money. Like would one entity just be fine? Probably as long as you follow all the rules. Yes. But people are very paranoid. Um, gotcha. so they, go, they, they jump through all these hoops and then some of the more complicated stuff I do is like mergers, smaller mergers and acquisitions um, and some business purchases and stuff like that. And then just drafting any document that comes along with that. Hmm. I thought you said, sense? yeah, it does. I thought you said murders at first, like oh, instead no, of mergers. No. Those, wow. I, I have had <laughs> internships like, where I did indeed deal with murders in the past, but that is not what I currently do. Okay. So, okay. That kind of makes sense. This kind of sounds like, um, to put this back in business law terms, um, the extent of my law school the the purpose of like an LLC over a sole proprietorship, right? It's like if you're a sole proprietorship, then you, the individual, or maybe it's corporation, one of the, whatever it is, it's like the individual bears all liability. Yes. But if you like shift that to something else, then like the all that can happen is the company goes bankrupt, but like the individual themselves cannot go bankrupt. Correct. Is that like similar to what you do? Correct. So. So like, say like five guys was a sole proprietorship and someone like slipped and fell in their restaurant and like had a million dollars of the damages, whoever started five guys, they could just like foreclose on that person's home to satisfy like the deficit. But if they have an LLC or whatever, or a corporation, which I'm sure they do, they can like only seize the company's assets, which obviously they have a lot more money than probably the individual owner. Yeah. So you help wealthy individuals start LLCs? Yes, basically. Start LLCs, buy other businesses, protect their personal assets, 
basically helping the rich um, stay rich, which is not the most fulfilling career. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's a quarter life crisis um, away <laughs> before I can, before I consider doing that. I would like to myself build up some personal wealth. And then, yeah. You You're know, making the world a better place. One rich person at a time. Yes. Maybe I'll do some like pro bono <laughs> stuff on the side. So if you ever yeah. need an LLC, Trent, or if this podcast ever needs an LLC, I- <laughs> we can do some can, pro bono work. Can you imagine if like Jones sues us for defamation and I have to like <laughs> give up all of my assets? Because <laughs> we're not an LLC. <laughs> uh, Jones, uh, don't get any ideas, Jones. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Who would be the most likely to sue us? I think it would be Dylan. Yeah, it could definitely. We definitely do the most um, foul talking to Dylan. Um, yeah, he deserves think, it though. Yeah, that would be our that would be our defense in court. That is, is true. That he Technically, it. that is a defense to defamation <laughs> if the information is in fact true. So if we were to somehow prove oh, my that Dylan's team were ass, he could <laughs> well, sue us for saying his team is ass. So it's okay. <laughs> Oh, well, perfect. <laughs> we, should, we should be in the clear then. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, interesting. Well, now I feel like I have a, at least a better understanding on what you do. And hopefully if I uh, stumble into a bunch of money and decide to start multiple businesses on like my third or fourth business, I will mm-hmm. enlist your services to protect my first two or three successful businesses. Perfect. Well, you know, you have my number and my Google number it's uh, if you need to reach me. <laughs> I'll just call the podcast link. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like that was a pretty good amount of non-football related content. And we did it at the beginning. So non-football listeners can uh, learn a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um cool do you how about we transition into normal football sound good with you let's do it okay um don't really have much of an itinerary for tonight um i feel like this week was kind of boring oh my god there were some bad matchups this like yeah i'm looking at scores right now the closest matchup is actually you and willis and it was wild (laughs) it was a 21 point you're down by like 21 right now um Mm -hmm. so yeah pretty crazy not much there was a lot of really high scores this week um yeah i put up 127 chris 125 cole 133 dylan 132 bob 173 and dewillis 138 and you 118 like you put up 118 and i think you were in the bottom half of the league still which is kind of crazy yeah not helping my luck factor even though I really thought I would help be helping my luck factor. I think I had a skewed view of like the league this week. Cause I saw so many, I saw like Klein at 47, Jay Wood at yeah. 73. And then like Jones at 57 with Herbert scoring four to 43 of those. And I was like, Oh, I'll put up 110 and I'll be fine. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, Nope. Still. Yeah. Math. There was no one that scored between 73 and 92 like a pretty big range i feel like someone's always there um yeah kind of crazy um anyway so let's start with i guess um who should we start with 
going to choose a random one. Well, actually, let's start with the highest scorer this week, Bob, um, who has put up 173 and counting. Um, Marquise Brown just had a, a pretty long touchdown, which is bumping up mm. Bob's score even more. Um, and Jay Wood is going to fall to two and three, only put up 73.5 points. Bob's going to move to five and zero. Let's talk about Bob first. Another. <laughs> just dominant performance by his team. I mean, Brady and Evans, once again, just combined for a ton of points. I feel like Evans has been super underrated this year. Like, I, I guess going into this week, he was number 19 receiver, but like, this is now the fourth week in a row he's put up double digits. Um, his second two-touchdown game, he's just been really solid. And I guess weeks three and four, he was solid, but in weeks two and week five, he like went off and just stacking him with, Tom Brady, who's going to throw for like 75 touchdowns this season, um, has been like a, a pretty cost effective stack for Bob to acquire. Like it's not like a Mahomes Tyreek stack where both guys were like really highly thought of coming into the year. And it was like hard to get both of them in a redraft league. Like a Brady Evans stack was totally reasonable. And it's been probably the best stack that anyone in our league has so far this season. Um, and then, yeah, his running backs all went off again too. Henry had a million carries and three rushing touchdowns, put up 30 points. Najee had another great week, 20-plus points. Nick Chubb, 20-plus points as well, had a long touchdown this week, which he seems to do every few weeks. Um, And, yeah, Bob's team, once again, proving um, to be the most dominant in the league this year. Um, He did lose Juju this week. I guess that's Mm -hmm. notable as well. Juju is now out for the considerable future. Um, And I guess the only other thing I'll comment on – Kadarius Tony, kind of having a uh, coming out party. Um, should have been on my team. <laughs> and yeah, and that's what I was going to mention is that the only, the only reason Bob has Kadarius Tony is because he stole that draft pick from you. And we were at the time we we're like, ah, it's just Tony. But how funny would it be if Tony was really good? And now we're kind of headed that way. <laughs> Tony might be really good. Um, and Bob got him for free, even though you wouldn't have taken him, you would have taken someone else. But. Not great for you um, and True. really good for Bob. So I guess high level takeaways on Bob's team. Anyone you want to discuss in more detail? Um, I guess, did we see Bob's floor week one when Henry had like nine and Najee had like six? And now all of a sudden Henry is putting up 30 a week and Najee's <laughs> putting up 20 a week and yeah. Chubb is doing 23 a week. Like this is... I mean, I feel like I've been higher on Bob's team than you have been, even though like maybe Correct. maybe individually players, like I was lower on market, I was still as a whole on the team higher than I think you were. Yeah. And I think we are seeing this now that, I mean, this running back trio combined with some like very underrated receivers, I'll call Hollywood Brown underrated just because <laughs> I have hated on him and he's proving me wrong. So to me, he's underrated. Yeah. Um. I still do think he's getting kind of bailed out by touchdowns a la Adam Thielen, but yeah, definitely. Uh, especially if you go back to like the, his finish last season, he had like six and five games and he started off this season with four and five. Um, but I mean, this is a ridiculous, this is not the first time he's put up like 170 this year too. He's put it, he's no. done it before. Yeah. Um, I mean, this team's pretty good and it has depth. Like, this is he's doing this without having to start Zach Moss, who's been good in his own right. He has Cam Akers on IR, and he has Tony on the bench, Claypool on the bench, and Cooks on the bench. 
I mean, this team is freaking stacked. So, yeah. Good on Bob for proving you can tank and build a good team. True. I'm sure yeah. you still don't think this is necessarily a championship roster, but I do think he probably <laughs> gets a first round bye. Yeah. And from there, anything can happen. I mean, yeah, I'm ready to. I'm ready to probably say he's a first round buy team for sure. I mean, when you're five and zero, and he's gonna, he was already leading the league in points for. Um, I think he was edging me out by a little bit, um, and now he's like extending his lead by fifty additional points again. Um, so, I mean, unless he has like a Dylan esque collapse <laughs> um, down the stretch, he uh, is definitely gonna going to be in contention for a buy just given his, his points for it's going to be hard for anyone to pass him um and i don't think he loses enough games to fall to third um yeah i mean i'm i don't know i'm, I'm kind of with you on like the, the the whole reason i was wrong about this team is really just derrick henry is someone that i was like mm. pretty low on going into the year and now he's like the number one player in fantasy and i don't know i i I guess I think he's going to continue. I know we talked last week and I said he would be my number one pick if we were like redoing, redoing the draft. But I saw a tweet say that he was like the amount of carries he's like on pace for in a 17 game stretch um, would set the NFL record for carries by like 80 or, or something over like the second highest. Um and then, like, yes, there's an extra game in the season, but also he's going to break the record by 80 carries. Like, <laughs> like at yeah. some point, like, even in a 16-game season, like, what he's doing is absolutely absurd. Um, and he does have seven touchdowns in five games, too. And so – and also the last two weeks he's played the Jets and the Jaguars. Um, and next two weeks he's playing the Bills and Chiefs and then Colts and Rams. And so those are his next four weeks. And so – I mean, maybe he'll continue to be like the number one overall running back. If, if he's going to like, if he continues smashing over the next four weeks and like, he's just insane. He's going to do this forever. Um, I do think he he might take a slight step back over the next couple of weeks. Um, And I'm actually just now realizing that I play Bob in two weeks when Mm. the chiefs play the Titans, which will be kind of fun. So I'll have all my chiefs going up against uh, his Derrick Henry um anyway uh yeah i no disagreement so i think this is like a really good team and i don't really see how it would stop being a good team unless the buccaneers offense just decides to be bad um which so far they've shown no intention of doing yeah there's no slowing down 40 whatever year old tom brady right now i guess the only i mean like because then like I feel like Mike Evans has probably been the biggest – I guess Evans and Fournette maybe have been the biggest beneficiaries behind Gronk going away from being hurt. But then Gronk comes back and he just replaces Cameron Bray with Gronk. So, like, he's, he still gets those touchdowns Like Gronk will probably be getting. Um, just don't feel like there's a ton of weaknesses on this roster. But Yeah. Okay, let's move to, uh, to Jay Wood's team. Um, not a super impressive showing. Um, McCaffrey did not play this week. I know he was questionable all week and then he ended up not getting the start. Um, Saquon did play, um, and then immediately got injured in kind of a, a freak injury there landing on someone's foot. Um, he missed the rest of the game after putting up less than one point. 
Um, Melvin Gordon, Jay Wood's new acquisition this week, only put up five points. Uh, granted, it was against the Pittsburgh defense, and so I guess kind of to be expected, but I know Javante had a, had a pretty good run too, and so I don't know what their like snap share was this week, um, but I guess that's something to monitor um, moving forward. And then wide receiver-wise, DJ Moore finally came crashing down to earth a little bit. Five catches, 42 yards on seven targets. Um, not a great week from him. Definitely his worst game of the season. And Allen Robinson also was terrible again this week. Um, had four catches for 32 yards, um, only 5.2 points, and is just continuing to be a super disappointment and has yet to put up 10 points in a game. Um Jay Wood falls to two and three. Um, his points four is going to take a hit this week as well. Um, and now at the Saquon injury, I actually, I don't really know the timing. I think I saw like two weeks on Twitter maybe for Saquon, but in general, like, I, I guess if, if you're Jay Wood, like you're, the roster could put it all together. And like, if he makes playoffs as a six seed, this like isn't a team that you want to face if you're like the one seed or the two seed, just given that he might have a healthy CMC and Saquon in round one. Um, but I don't know. What, do, what are your thoughts on, on Jay Wood's roster as a whole? You there? I can keep riffing. This call is now being recorded. <laughs> All right, where were we? I have what absolutely no idea. About? I had my headphones in, and I, think, I said something, I think the... and then I heard I heard myself echo, and then I don't know. And then I started talking, and you stopped saying anything, and I stopped being able to hear you, and then you were like... I can't hear you, but I kept talking all the way up until you just cut off the recording. I was just riffing on his team. Talked about oh, Rodgers, talked about Hunter Henry. I had nothing to very, say about either of them, but it'll be very talking. interesting to see um, which side of the thing, which side of things <laughs> it recorded because Hopefully I not was mine. also talking. Oh, really? I was mainly just saying like, we're experiencing te- technical difficulties. Please stand by. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. <laughs> well, I was saying nothing insightful, but it was probably more insightful than whatever you were saying. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, a Jonathan Taylor rush for 29 yards. Like, ah, cool. Um, yeah, I so was... I think we were talking about how Allen Robinson sucks now. And so is Jay Wood's team. Yeah, and I mentioned that it's like not a team that you necessarily want to play in playoffs given its ceiling, but also I am like not confident at all that this team is going to make playoffs given the fact that we have like seven pretty good rosters that are putting up points every week. And I feel like Jay Wood might be the, the one on the outside looking in. I feel like in its current state, I don't see this team putting up more than like 120 on any given week. Right. Like, yeah. Hunter Henry at tight end as a second highest scorer. Saquon, I did want to mention actually to incorporate more non fantasy content in the pod. As a as someone who has gone through a low ankle sprain, similar in nature as that of Saquon's, <laughs> I was I was back at the slick playing basketball four and a half days later, <laughs> and you got to think Saquon with all of like the training and like 
the facilities he has at his exposure probably won't miss more than two weeks if I could come back in, you know, four and a half days with, like, a CVS ankle brace. Um, <laughs> but maybe it's more like Cole West's ankle sprain where he was out for the better portion of a semester. So, you know, coffee bean mentality. Yeah. But uh, who do you who – do, who would you rather have for um, – a second round pick, Lenny or Melvin Gordon? Uh, Lenny. Yeah. He, he really missed his window there. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I, I guess like if you're asking who would I rather have as like a team that is like trying to win now, I think it's definitely mm-hmm. Lenny. Um, but from a dynasty perspective, I probably, it's like a lot closer, I guess. Like, I'd agree I agree. Mean, I guess that. neither of their like futures are that bright. Um, mm. but I do think that Melvin Gordon is a more talented back. And even if he's seeding market, like targets to, or touches to Javante, I still think that talent like finds a way most of the time. And I think he's a better running back than Leonard Fournette. Therefore, oh, I think absolutely. that he's going to produce more than Leonard Fournette over the next couple of years. Um, but definitely right now it's like not even a competition. Leonard Fournette is like a, top 15 running back week to week and Gordon is like top 40 top 35 yeah I'm just I mean maybe CMC comes back this week and like can carry him he also plays Dewillis next week which is not an easy matchup um but I mean like Corey Davis Hunter Henry Allen Robinson and Melvin Gordon in the same lineup like I don't see that ceiling being very high um on a, on a week-to-week basis, no. not when you have, like, Najee and Henry across from you or Eckler and Kamara across from you. Like, you, he needs – like, gone are the days where Saquon and CMC are these like this, like, unbeatable combo. Like, you're not yeah. beating them. Like, now we have teams who have built to these levels that um, are simply better and more have more depth. Um so I'd be worried if I'm Jay Wood. He does not have the first to trade for some of these like high upside. So he really has to hope that like the Carsons and the Melvin Gordons and the Singletaries of the world like stumble into RB one status. Uh, yeah, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. If you were own, if you manage Jay Wood's team, like if. Jay would like passed the keys to you and you, and you, I guess you passed the keys of your team to someone else. What would be your strategy for the rest of the season? And, and just in general, how, how would you build this into a contender? I'm probably trading CMC immediately for like three firsts and a young player. Like if I could get like, I don't even think Bob has two firsts, but if Bob has two firsts next year, I take those two 2022 first, a 2023 first, and I try and grab like a crippled Cam Akers, you know? Like, I think that's like a reasonable price to pay. It might be a little bit on the higher side, like three first and Cam Akers, but um, something along those lines. I'm trying to get like three first worth, like a Camara type deal. Yeah. Um, and maybe trying to like form a wide receiver core around DJ Moore and like a a young CD lamb esque type wide receiver. And then um, I think you have to hold Barkley right now. I just don't think he's going to get that high end upside that like 
CMC would. And then you probably hold off on A-Rob until he can put some good games together and then maybe you sell for, like, a future first. Yeah. The problem is Jay would never do it, but this is what I would do, I guess. <laughs> no, he wouldn't do any of this. Yeah. And it would basically sell everything I could for future capital and then build around DJ Moore and a few and, like, another young wide receiver is probably what I'm looking to do. I, like, can't tell if you actually mean this or if you're just trying to, like, do your propaganda thing where you're saying this on the pod. No, I've been saying for a like long offer, time tomorrow that I would have sold like these all guys. of your 2022 first and, like, Rojo for, for CMC. I don't even need – like, at this point, I have four, I would say, startable running backs on a weekly basis. Like, I already have enough problems starting the right people this week. Um were you about to say that you don't even need CMC on your team? No, I definitely need CMC. But <laughs> that's what like, you're about to say. No, but at the, like the current state of my roster, like it does it benefit me to trade two firsts and and DeAndre Swift for CMC? Like I don't yes. think it does. Like, like I think I'd rather just try and keep the first and hold Swift. Like I don't think it makes me. I don't think CMC makes me necessarily a championship contender right now. I think I need the wide receiver help more than anything. Yeah, I would. I will definitely take DJ Moore if. <laughs> oh, will you? Is selling. <laughs> oh, will you? <laughs> but that is what I would do. I stand by that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't even disagree. But I think you and I think about fantasy differently than Jay Wood does. Um, which isn't. I guess there's not like a right or a wrong answer. Um, I guess my way is technically better because I'm looking at my trophy right now, and so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but it is better than your way, that's for sure. Um, no, yeah, just kidding. But, but uh, <laughs> mine is probably equal to Jay Wood's way. We're going yeah. by simply championship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think if I took over Jay Wood's roster, he's like already made so many moves to make himself win now that I feel like you can't like undo all of that. Like, you, like I, I wouldn't I guess, have done, but you can also screw have it done, up too. I wouldn't have done like any of the moves that he's made over the last couple of months, um, except maybe like a third for Logan Thomas. I thought that one was fine, but I probably wouldn't have done like any of the other ones. But like since he did all of those, like, like what you're gonna sell Chris Carson now for like a second after you just traded a first? Like I don't. Know, at some point, he should just try to go all in this year. I just don't know what going all in looks like for him, and he and maybe have it is anything to trade. I mean, maybe it is getting rid of, like, maybe it is getting rid of a quarter for two dimes and two nickels, right? But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That is way too much time spent on uh, on one matchup, though. So we will move us along. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the technical difficulties. We made this 20-minute yeah. talk about one matchup. Uh, let's move along to... Also... I will say this uh this Monday night football game is getting entertaining. Do I need to I haven't watched a single second. Do I need to turn it on? It's a one it's an 8 point game and the Ravens are in um Colts territory with two and a half minutes left. Okay. I'll turn it on. Um but that probably means it's a good time to talk about Dylan's team mm-hmm. who I guess we have an update now that he is up to 159 points. Um, yeah, Mark his, Andrews scored a touchdown, yeah. I believe. Um, 
pretty impressive. By I mean, we we give Dylan's team a hard time, deservedly so. Um, but he played fine this week. Um, a lot of touchdowns. He had Zeke had two, Gibson had two, DK had two, Andrews had one, Davis had one. Um, yeah, it's a lot of that's a lot of touchdowns. This reminds um, me of when everyone on his team scored a touchdown against me last week. So. <laughs> Good on yeah. you, whoever plays him when they all regress and score zero for one <laughs> week. But yeah, um, do you feel differently about Dylan's team yet? Like, is there anything? Listen, I've said it from the beginning that his he was the Murray more likely to make playoffs. You can go back to our original podcast. I had him higher in the power rankings. Okay, it's true. <laughs> Dylan, um, Dylan earlier yeah. this week texted me and was like. Do you remember when you picked me to finish behind Pullets? And I was like, honestly, <laughs> I was like, honestly, no, I don't. <laughs> I like generally remember that podcast episode where Pullets had just done something and I like leaned into the hype a little bit. Do I remember anything that I said? Do I want anyone to hold me to anything that I said? Absolutely not. Um, if you don't know by now, we don't actually believe anything we say on this podcast. We kind of just talk. Um, I only believe one thing I say on this podcast. I think we all know what that is. I, I knew exactly where you were going with that before <laughs> you even started, which is so annoying. Um, anyway, yeah, Dylan's team is fine. Um, I mean, let's see who is worth discussing Oh, DK without Gino, I guess, is an interesting development. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's talk about him, and then let's talk about... Or with Gino, not without Gino. Yeah, let's talk about him, and let's talk about Zeke. Um, DK, five catches this week. He now has played five games, and the most catches he has in a game is six. He's gone four, six, six, four, five on receptions, which is, like, lower volume than... I don't know, maybe he did that last year too, and I just wasn't like aware of it. But he does seem like someone who almost like needs a touchdown to have a salvageable day. Um, because he's not gonna have those games where he gets like ten catches for eighty yards, like kind of like a DJ Moore type where you know he doesn't score a touchdown. He's getting like enough receptions to make his day worth it. Um now Geno Smith in the fold ex- instead of Russell Wilson probably won't be a good thing for DK Metcalf. Um, probably won't be a good thing for the Seahawks offense in general. They'll probably just run it a lot more. Um, yeah. Do, do you have a take on, on the Seahawks in general or DK specifically? I think, I think the, the, the six reception thing isn't as concerning just given like the quality of his targets. Like some of those are freaking deep balls and they're by Russ. So they're typically accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but granted, now they do not have Russ. So it'll be interesting to see if that turns into a lower ceiling, higher floor. Like, he's kind of the safety valve for Geno, kind of some shorter routes. Um, I could see that happening. You got to think the touchdowns will go down with Geno at QB. They just won't be able to move the chains as well. Um, Of course, I could be wrong, and he could be a second half of his career resurgence, but would not count on it. Um, so that'll, I think that'll be interesting. I don't know if they run the ball more. I guess they have to, but I don't they know will. 
Yeah. I don't know if Carson is healthy. Doesn't certainly doesn't sound like it. Um, I would benefit a lot from an Alex Collins um, <laughs> RB one season in a few leagues where I decided to pick him up. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. What about? I do want to talk about Antonio Gibson. Okay. Um, once again, bringing in non fantasy football related content. Perfect. As someone who also had um, shin splints turn into stress, stress fractures <laughs> in their shins, I can tell you it left me pretty much disabled for an entire <laughs> semester. I was unable to play frisbee. So, wow! More more power to Antonio Gibson for scoring a touchdown against Two the Saints. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns against the Saints. Uh, oh my God, Mark Andrews another touchdown. No way. Um, Jeez, he's got Dylan's, thirty-two points. Dylan's he's scoring one. Gee, this week is insane. Yeah, this is God, this is wild. I mean, that how is like funny touchdowns for How funny would it have been if Dylan played Bob this week and lost? <laughs> you there? Oh no, this again. Check, check, check. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Oh, what the heck? You can hear me? I cannot hear you. <laughs> can't tell if Tink is trolling. He says he can hear me. I can't hear him. Um, but that will not stop me. Um, Mark Andrews also got the two-point conversion. This is insane. Dylan now has 175 points. Um, oh, wow. You really can hear me. Um, I don't know what we should do, considering that I can't hear you. Um but yeah, so I guess I wanted to talk about Zeke for a second too, I guess, before we shut this podcast off. Um, this is the third week in a row where Zeke has put up over 20 points. Um, he's really been a machine all year since week one. Um, was the number five running back uh, in fantasy going into this week. Um, has probably only improved upon that now. Um, I know at the beginning of the season, there's a little bit of concerns about Pollard taking over too much of a role. Um, were the Cowboys going to be too pass happy for Zeke to, to have a role in this offense without playing a big role in the receiving game? And pretty much all of those concerns have been um, mitigated over the last couple of weeks. The Cowboys are running more than they've ever run. Um pass attempts seem to be going down each week um, and the Cowboys offensive line is is dominating and Zeke is really um, taking advantage putting up yeah like I said 20 points three weeks in a row he scored let's see five touchdowns over the last four weeks too really benefiting from um, this Cowboys offensive resurgence <laughs> over the first five weeks of the season and so I mean I guess that's a bigger conversation about Dylan's upside of I mean if if Zeke is really going to be like a top three or a top five running back, um, I mean, Lamar and Andrews, like this, 
this stack is kind of coming back to life again. Um, that's Lamar 35 points. Um, I mean, he's been kind of hit or miss this season. This is only his second game over 20, but I don't know. I Dylan, like it doesn't necessarily have depth either. Um, doesn't really have any bench piece cite me. Um, but his starting lineup is really good. Um, he's got both of the Washington footballers, both the Ravens, a couple of good pieces as well. I honestly think this starting lineup is as good as most of the other teams in the league. And so should be interesting to see how Dylan's team progresses over the rest of this year. Um, he's now going to move to four and one on the season. And given his points for, I don't know, I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say his team is a lock for playoffs because he definitely started six and zero last year. And then, or maybe it was five and zero. I think he went from five and zero to six and seven um, and missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Dylan's team is, pretty clearly um in the driver's seat for playoffs and and i don't don't think he gets talked about too much as like a first round by potential team but four and one with as many points for um as he has and yeah i think he's he's definitely um pretty close to being in the driver's seat for the for the number two overall seed in the first round by uh and even a number one seed if if bob starts to falter so that's kind of my take on Dylan's theme. Um, I'm going to now stop the recording on my end of the podcast because I still cannot hear Tink. Um, and we might pick up this podcast with a th- on a third <laughs> for the third time on a different platform again um, and hope to review the last couple of matchups quickly because it is rapidly approaching bedtime and we don't have time to encounter more te- technical difficulties. So Coming to you live in three, two, one. And we are back. Thank you, <laughs> be, be like Genghis Khan listeners, for bearing with us as we encounter some technical difficulties. Um, Tink, I really couldn't hear anything you said after a little bit. Um, it will once again be very interesting to see what the recording picked up because I could hear you the whole time. So I was reacting. Just in case you could hear me. Oh, so if it got if it got both of us, it'd be really funny for me to make like sly comments <laughs> and you just not acknowledge them. So that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> and me like not leave any space for you to actually respond. <laughs> yeah, be like, but, but wait, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope that so gets we'll added. See. Also, I also hope that it doesn't. Another funny outcome would be if it only picked up what you were saying and not what I was saying. <laughs> so it's like it's like five minutes of silence with like you making side comments <laughs> every like thirty seconds. Some kind of dead air. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty tough. Uh... Uh, well, just in case, do you have any comments to my? Give me like your thirty-second summarized version of your comments to my uh, Dylan spiel. Um, I pretty much agreed with everything you said. I I do agree. Like, I don't really know what the ceiling is. Like, this team can't keep scoring, like, 45 touchdowns a week. Um, his bench depth also doesn't do much for me. Um, yeah. And those are two really the two main things. Maybe the Cowboys keep running and Gibson's stress fractures don't hinder him as much as they hindered me. Um, so, and maybe DK and Gino really hit it off. Um, but there are a lot of question marks and I do agree like given his last season it's hard 
not like Dylan has any control, like it's the players, but like seeing this team falter last season really makes me struggle to have confidence in them <laughs> this season. So I disagree when, when you say that it's not Dylan's fault. I actually think it is Dylan's <laughs> fault. Fair enough. <laughs> he has indeed made zero changes to his roster, so that could be Dylan's <laughs> fault. He's he is like aggressively anti-trade. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't even mean to be. <laughs> yeah, I had someone text me, I won't name who, but someone texted me there today or like this week and they were like, Man, Dylan really loves youth. Like it's ridiculous. And I'm like, Yeah, you know, he does. <laughs> I've learned firsthand. Oh my God, Blankenship gives us overtime on this Monday. Oh night. my Let's God! Go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. I love how. I mean, your stream is a solid like minute and a half ahead of mine. <laughs> oh, I, I was assuming you behind because my phone like is so much farther ahead than my stream. Can um, JT score sixteen oh points in overtime? Is it possible? That would be that would be unreal. I honestly, I hope he makes it close enough for you to have to like live with a lineup decision that you made Listen, like uh, feel, he already oh, the, he literally already has the deontay like, feeling decision yeah and then perchance like, yeah that one that one that would be the one <laughs> yeah i guess that was i mean i couldn't even be, i honestly could not believe that you started feeling the crazy thing is, is i was completely right in that like i thought that they were going to run the ball and throw to claypool it's just that Deontay's one of two targets was a 50-yard bomb touchdown. So, like, other than that, he would have absolutely bombed and had, like, 2.5 points. But that one throw. Well, it it was a nine-point difference for you. And if you basically a JT touchdown, you would make this – That would do it. regret that, yeah. I mean, in case you're wondering, I'm still waiting on the field goal to be kicked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I will hold my reactions for a – I am so, I'm so far behind. I actually don't know how I could be this far behind. Um, <laughs> he's like about to line up to take it. Um, oh anyway, um, let's see. I feel like we, we, if we're trying to go fast, we could skip to Jones and Greenfield because we don't even have to mention a single player no. on Jones's team. No, we don't. Um, I, I do. Uh, the, the next team that I want to discuss. Um, not to take us off the path that you started to bring us. Mm, that's fine. I think is worth discussing is Alec, who mm, the worst Murray brother, as I would say. <laughs> he put up ninety three points, um, and and really like everyone in his team is Mickey Mouse? Uh, question mark. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Like, I mean, Russell Wilson. Uh, update you missed the field goal by the way yeah okay <laughs> um russell wilson hurt now and so and he Alex just dropped baker so who's he gonna start next week it, Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. yeah Derek Carr Ooh. is only on his roster um so alec will probably be looking to the waiver wires for his quarterback his running backs he's got i mean the dalvin cook slash alexander madison situation is working out perfectly over the last couple of weeks and yet whenever Dalvin Cook is back unless he goes back to being like 100% of the snaps like if he starts getting eased into his role you know and they they give Cook like 60% of snaps like that could be worst case scenario for Alec like Mm -hmm. how it's played out right now has been perfect of like Cook is questionable all week and then he's out and then Madison goes off but 
I don't know. Just the fact that Madison has been so good, like, are we going to see even more of a timeshare now? Not really sure. Um, so you've got that. Alec has the Cordell Patterson experience on his roster right now, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Um, I am like, I am pretty anti Cordell Patterson. I think this week, I think last week was a mirage. And I think that this week he played well because he was playing the Jets and there was no Calvin Ridley. And so I don't even think that like this week counts as a data point for Cordero Patterson um, and in moving forward, unless he starts playing more snaps, I like don't see a way that he is more than like a running back three, running back two, probably. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll stop before I go through like every player on this roster. Do you have any... Mm-hmm takes on his quarterback situation, the Vikings running back situation, or Cordero Patterson? His quarterback situation is tough. I mean, I was looking the other day, and there really are not a ton of options on the waivers. Uh, I guess you could stream and get lucky. Maybe maybe David Carr, with a lack of Gruden, you know, has a resurgence this season. Um, I do 100% agree on the Madison Cook thing. They do not seem to coexist well, but they do seem to bell cow individually very well. And I don't know what that says about the Vikings, that they can only run a running back into the ground and can't find a way to make them both be good at the same time yeah. and like preserve their lives. Um, and I completely agree about quarter, however you say his name. Um, he's he's like an ideal redraft guy to have because you can just ride the wave. But in yeah. a dynasty, he's just kind of like worthless to you because you want to sell high, but no one wants to buy high because he's exactly what you think he is. It's just like some guy randomly finding playing time um, on a team with zero assets. So yeah. I guess you just keep starting him until – yeah, I guess you keep starting until given a reason not to. Um, Yeah, I mean, Alec is, like, the right kind of roster to have him, though, right? Yeah, correct. If, like, Chris had him or, I mean, Jones or Klein or Pulitz, like, they should all – the sell signal would be up, right? They would just sell to the highest offer. But Alec is, like – Alec can probably afford to just ride the wave on him, I think. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, Moving down his roster – um, Cooper Cup, sort of disappointed again for the second week in a row. Um, I mean, he put up he basically just didn't have a touchdown. Um, he still has double digit targets in five straight games, but Cooper Cup has gone from like number one wide receiver in fantasy easily to now like back to back weeks with less than 13 points. And so just something to monitor there. Um, Stefan Diggs, another disappointing game. Um, I am like on the record with being a pretty firm believer in Stefan Diggs and have mentioned multiple times in the pod that I think he's like still top five rest of season, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm a little surprised he didn't get it, didn't get it done against the Chiefs, I will say. Um, only two catches on five targets, 69 yards, no touchdowns. Only has one touchdown this season, doesn't have any games above 15 points. I don't know. I don't. I'm like uh, another like week or two of this, and I'm ready to downgrade Stefan Diggs from like definitely top five rest of season to now like if he does this for like seven or eight straight weeks, it's like okay, is he even a wide receiver one rest of season? Right? Like, is he outside the top twelve? I don't know. Do you have thoughts on either Cooper Cup or Stefan Diggs? 
I think Cup is going to be fine. Um, I just it's hard for me with McVay. He's such a he just. I mean, I love the Rams, and I think McVay is a very good coach offensively. He's kind of bad at clock management, but that's not important. Um, I think he – I mean, I think he does get people involved, and he knows the matchups, and he knows kind of what defenses expect. And I think people started to game plan for Cup, so then he put Woods involved. Um, and I think Cup will be fine. I think temper expectations a little bit, but I still think he – definitely has I think he's a wide receiver one the rest of the season I think he's a top 12 um, wide receiver I am officially I was officially worried about Diggs last week I know you were not Mm -hmm. and I'm officially worried very worried about him (laughs) at at, like redraft ADP this week like I think he's a fine asset um did I send some offers to Alec for Diggs that he probably should have accepted? Maybe. <laughs> um, did I send some offers for Cup that he maybe should have expect accepted? Maybe. Um, so I don't know that like I'm doing anything with either of those guys right now. If I'm Alec, I think I'm just kind of riding it and knowing I'm probably going to make playoffs regardless and just kind of hoping they hit at the right times. Yeah. But I, I am worried about Diggs. Just, like, seeing that he ran the least amount of routes, like less than Dawson Knox and got, like, the same amount of targets and Sanders was getting the – Sanders has, like, the most air yards in the NFL right now. And seeing as Josh Allen is a deep ball thrower, like, who knows? Does Sanders outscore Diggs this year? Maybe. I don't know. If your life depended on it, who scores more fantasy points the rest of the season? Like from here on out, Stefan Diggs or Mike Williams? Oh, Mike Williams for sure. 16 targets a game. That's ridiculous. For sure, Mike Williams. You're like really confident? Yeah. yeah. Okay. St- thought I might stump you there. Um, Mike Williams. No, I'm sorry. That's not, that's not who we're talking about. Um, Stefan Diggs <laughs> or. Um, let's see. Who's a good one? Calvin Ridley. I'm going. I'm honestly going Ridley. Really? Yeah. If you have Ridley over Diggs, then he's like outside your top fifteen wide receivers. I think. I mean, I think that might be true, though. Like, I think both might be outside my top fifteen. What? (laughs) There's so many like Cup and Debo and Mike Williams and. Like, I was about to ask about and Chase and like and like Chase and like people like that you didn't necessarily think in the top fifteen are kind of bumping these guys down. Okay, here's what I will say confidently: Stephon Diggs will outscore Jamar Chase the rest of the season. I'll go the other way. I'll do a one dollar <laughs> bet on what? it. You really think so? Yeah. Here's Chase is not going to catch like twenty percent of his receptions for touchdowns. That will not last. Um, you're probably right, but I'll, <laughs> I'm still confident. Okay. Um, let me add this. So let's see. From week, what today's the 11th. This is our first one dollar bet in like a month. Um, Proud of us. Yeah, me too. Ravens about to win this game. This is terrible yeah. for my one dollar Colts bet. Oh yeah. I oh I was gonna mention that on the pod when I saw the score earlier. Never mind though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm I'm back. 
Uh, also, Alec asked us to send a prayer up for Jonathan Taylor to somehow score three points in his overtime. Oh, wow. Right, um, assuming his high school league. It does um, not look good. It is looking terrible, especially because it's like yeah. five minutes left, so Hines is probably oh, going to get all the touches. But Also over, yeah. Uh, Hollywood Brown. Actually over? Oh, look at that. Yeah, I refreshed my browser, and it jumped oh, okay. forward like two and a half minutes. Well, good stream. job for Bob for winning the theoretical matchup against Dylan on that. Yeah. Touchdown. True. Um, oh, I just saw the touchdown. Oh Dang. my gosh. RIP, Alec. I mean, both of those teams scored so many points. It's insane. Yeah. Did, I mean, Bob had to have gotten like 185 on that. Yeah, it was one. Dylan had 184 and Bob had 187. Oh my, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would have been so awesome if Dylan had lost to Bob this week. <laughs> like that touchdown right there sealed it. That is ridiculous. God, that would have been so awesome. Um, okay, anyway, let's see. Um, continuing with Alex's team, because there's more that I think we can discuss here. Um, uh, Darren Waller, another, like, eh, week. Like, Waller was awesome in week one. 10 catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown on 19 targets, which is insane. Uh, the next four weeks, he has, like, uh, 18 catches, hasn't put up more than 65 receiving yards, only one touchdown over those four weeks. Um targets either seven or eight targets in every game but like i mean still like if a lot of people drafted waller in like the second third round of redraft leagues and what you saw in week one was like exactly what you were hoping for of him just being a target machine passing offense that can move the ball and what you've seen in weeks two through five is uh decidedly not that um he is still I mean, at least as far as tight ends go, he's still like a top five tight end by default, I guess. But like going into the season, looking at Alex's team, him having like that much of a tight end advantage every week was one of the biggest selling points. Um, and if Waller is like not going to be that the rest of the season, then I think that really lowers the ceiling of Alex's team. So do you have uh, a Darren Waller take? I think Waller will be fine. I thought I saw someone. I, I saw someone on the internet. Um, I won't expose where I get my information from. Okay, Twitter. Uh, we've done that before on the pod, and everyone's forgotten. So, uh, <laughs> but I saw like last year, Waller had like five. I think four or five games. I think there might have been four though of like more than a hundred blank yards, and the rest were all like around five catches with a touchdown mixed in. It's so, like he had some down weeks, and I think this is – it's pretty much based on last year's stats. Like he's on pace for what he did last year. He's just not Travis Kelsey, but this year his ADP drifted much closer to Travis Kelsey level, so people expected that kind of performance. So I think he's probably fine is kind yeah. of where I stand on Waller. I mean, define fine, though. A top two tight end rest oh. of the season. Okay. It's, like, really fine. Yes. Okay. Like, I think there's a big discrepancy between Kelsey and Waller, but I do think he is solidly in, like, a tier by himself and, like, one B behind Waller's – or Kelsey still, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Let's move on to Amari Cooper quickly. 
Um, the the bull case on Amari Cooper is not happening, um, which makes me glad that I traded him. It's it's a good reminder that <laughs> I mean my like victory lap. I don't know if I did it as much on the pod as much as just like internally in my head. I was like kicking myself for trading Amari Cooper because. And I mean, we've talked about it at length, but Cowboys offense in week one, firing on all cylinders, they passed it a million times. Cooper and CD both went off. Amari had 16 targets, 13 catches, 140 yards, two touchdowns, um, 32 fantasy points. And now four weeks in a row, he's had three catches in each game. Three, 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 four weeks in a row. And it's not even like the target numbers have been there either. Like, he had six targets this week, and that is more than he had any of the prior three weeks. Um, he has salvaged each of his last two weeks with touchdowns, which is good. But, I mean, the Cowboys offense, like, it just isn't – the volume isn't there in the passing game to even make me feel confident starting Amari Cooper. Like, because even like the the way that the targets are being distributed in Dallas, it's like the number one option is Dalton Schultz and the number two option is CeeDee Lamb and Cooper is number like three along with whoever the running back is at the time. Like it's just a weird offense right now. I mean, it's a great offense that like real life football wise, it looks really good, but like I would say three, four straight weeks of three catches for Amari Cooper and him like, overperforming his like uh, the delta between his like expected fantasy points per game and actual fantasy points per game is like one of the higher marks in the NFL just because he's like not earning targets but he's had a couple of good weeks due to touchdowns like he's actually due for negative regression which seems kind of crazy given that he's been a disappointment the last four weeks um but that's kind of where we stand with Amari Cooper and I don't know if I'm ready to be all the way out yet because I do still think there's a world where like one Cowboys offensive lineman gets hurt and this whole thing like goes up in flames with the running game and they like have to start throwing more or maybe the defense isn't going to be incredible this season and this is kind of just they're forcing like a ton of turnovers and allowing them to sit on leads and run the ball a lot. Um, But I don't know. I, I think if I'm Alec, I like wouldn't feel comfortable starting Amari every week. Like I would probably start Corderell over him at least for the next couple of weeks. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on Amari? If you have any that are different here. I I'm a little confused on Amari. Um, cause just cause like the Cowboys have so defied expectations this year. <laughs> um, in that they have a defense and Dak isn't throwing for like 5,000 yard pace again. Yeah. Um, but I, so I, in that sense, I don't have a ton of thoughts, like aside from what you already mentioned, like I, I kind of agree. Patterson is probably the higher upside play, especially if you've got kind of the floor Alex team provides, you may as well start the higher upside flex. Um so, yeah, I guess I still think I'm. I'd rather have him than Josh Jacobs on Alex's team. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I do. I don't think the like thought of going into the season where like, man, Cooper might outscore Adams. We don't know. Like that thought is pretty much dead. Yeah, that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, rapid fire. Any players on any teams that we didn't mention that you think are worthy of discussing? I know we like didn't even cover like half the matchups and over half the teams, but it's ten thirty. Um, so <laughs> I think we should. I think we should talk about me and Dewill's matchup and then call it quits. Is there anything okay. else interesting going on out there? And then maybe, so. um, maybe we talk about. Let me see. I'm trying to think. Eh, I don't think anything really crazy happened on your team. No, I mean, my um, kicker and defense put up 27. Chiefs didn't do anything good, and Devontae had 200 receiving yards. So, yeah, Adam is well. insane. Yeah. We can save the we can save the AJ Dillon talk for next week in case he goes off again. When I like, oh. when I start both Green Bay Packers running backs against you next week, and we do a live pod in Denver as a, a reaction, that'll be a, mm. <laughs> that'll be what we have to do. Yeah, yeah. I think we can. I think we can go over me and Duels' matchup and then call it quits. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you lost to Dulles, 138 to 121, 122, um, bringing both of your records to three and two, which is interesting. Um, I think, let's see, I'm going to be three and two. Um, Alec is going to be three and two. Um, let's see, anyone else? I think yeah, it's Dylan. So it's just, yeah, no, it's Dylan's no, four and one. one. Dylan and yeah. Cole are four and one, which is kind of crazy. So Dylan and Cole are four and one. Bob's five and zero, oh, and then me, Alec, DeWillis, and you are all three and two. Um, so kind of bunched at the top there, but yeah. So so DeWillis beat you. Um, his running backs went off. His starting running backs, at least, Kamara and Eckler, combined for fifty-seven points, which is kind of insane. Um, Duelist didn't have Ridley this week, um, but it didn't seem to matter. That kind of gave him the push to um, start Antonio Brown, who put up 28 points. Um, Justin Jefferson went off again. Uh, I mean, that was another thing that kind of swung the matchup is if one of Jefferson or Thielen was going to go off and the other one was going to suck, that probably would have swung the matchup. And that's pretty much exactly what happened with Jefferson going off and Thielen doing bad. Um, DeWillis doesn't have a tight end with Kittle on IR. <laughs> and so he started Jared Cook. He put up 3.4 points. Not great. Um, Miles Sanders was his flex. Not great. His kicker and defense only put up eight points. Um, but yeah, you ended up putting up like a decent showing, I guess. Um, you kind of got a decent showing out of what happened this week. I mean, your kicker and defense put up 23, specifically your kicker, 17 points. Um, Jonathan Taylor getting 30 kind of saved your week, <laughs> saved like your box score. Now that we like are going to back on it. Um, Kyler Murray only put up 14 points. Um, you traded for Henderson this week. He played well, even though he's lost snaps to Sony Michelle after getting like oh, okay. into the snaps each of the last three Relax. weeks. Um, I just think it's worth mentioning that you traded for him thinking that he would be a bell cow and immediately Sonny Michelle plays like 40% of the snaps. People, people act like Sonny Michelle got all these snaps on merit. He Henderson was literally hurt for like two quarters of this game. And I have the receipts, me texting Cole, all of the updates of Henderson on the sideline. Was he back <laughs> in? I have it all. <laughs> so yeah. as soon he Michelle got one drive once Henderson was healthy in the second half. 
that's irrelevant to me. First, you have to score a touchdown. First of all, I'm which completely ignoring any. I didn't watch the second half of that game, and so I'm rejecting all of that as fact because I didn't see it with my own eyes. And I honestly, I didn't see any tweets about it either. So Ugh. it did not happen. Um, Adam, I Thielen, pretend I do not see it. <laughs> I pretended I do not see it exactly. Um, it turns out Adam Thielen is in fact terrible, um, which is something that we all knew. Um, mm. And by all of us, I mean just me. This is his second straight week doing absolutely nothing. Um, turns out he's not going to catch a touchdown every single week, despite low average efficiency. Um, he somehow put up five points this week. He had zero points for like the entire game. And then the Lions <laughs> somehow like got the lead with, like out of nowhere, the Titans were like covering, and then it was like, oh, they're not covering, and then they were losing, and it was like, oh my god, the Vikings are going to lose. They get the ball back. They have like thirty seconds to go down the field to set up a field goal. Adam Thielen gets two catches for forty yards. Those were his only two catches the entire game. So, yeah, you uh, if you if Thielen had had the goose egg, that would have honestly been awesome for me and for all of my arguments. Um, alas, did not happen. Um, T.J. Hawkinson, another week of concerning stats i'm gonna say it um we kind of talked about this a little last week of he put up two bad weeks in a row and i said i was nervous and you said you weren't and this week he had three targets and 22 yards which is not great um i don't know and then i keenan allen is the wide receiver too in the in la yeah that's kind of all my that's all my takes on your team do you have any different ones these are all things that I'm very concerned about. Um, <laughs> listen, if you had told me at the beginning of this week, like, hey, man, you scored 121 points, I'd be like, wow, I probably won. And if I, especially with no Ridley, and then, like, you tell me I lost by 17, I'd be like, okay, what the hell happened? Just <laughs> like um, a lot in this, this win, like, Kamara, garbage time touchdown. Eckler scoring three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, basically. Antonio Brown, two touchdowns. That absolutely wrecked me. Um, I know you're talking about Thielen having a Cusack forever. Keenan Allen had like three points through the first three and a half quarters, and then he salvaged his day. Um, do I start Ricky Seals Jones next week against you for the memes? Maybe. I don't know. You should. <laughs> uh, TJ Hawkinson ran the most routes on the Lions team this week. So he wasn't like staying in the block. Um, Jared Goff just wasn't looking his way or he was being double teamed. Um, and Quintez Cephas, you know, everyone knows I'm a Cephas truth, truther. Uh, prayers out for his broken um, collarbone. He's gone now. So the Lions truly have no one to throw to. Um, which means it will just be double downing, doubling down on the players that I own. So that is not good for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I do stand by the Henderson trade. Um, but, you know, I really, really wasted a Jonathan Taylor 30 point week. You got to <laughs> think yeah. those are not going to come by too frequently. No, probably not. Um, so tough, tough scenes for me. But, some positives to take away with a lot of negatives. But some but the main positive here is that I think I nailed the Devonta Smith pick, and I think he looks pretty good. Yeah, I guess. It's I 
I need something to take away from this. <laughs> I, I am taking it, that away. I guess, I mean, I guess, given that where you picked in the draft, he was, like, really the only option that, like, even made sense. Um, like, you, you were never going to reach on, like, Waddle, but also all the players that went ahead of him, everyone kind of expected that, like, Javante was going to go, and then it was going to have to be Javante. But, yeah, Smith looks good. Um your team's pretty good. I do think you gave up a lot for Henderson, especially 100%. since you had just acquired Lenny. You're kind of hoarding hoarding running backs right now, um, which is not surprising by you. It does seem like something that you would do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a first and a second for Henderson is a lot, especially given that we don't really know what he's going to look like post-Cam Akers. Um and I, I not post K makers, like post this year when K makers comes back is Henderson. I mean, he'll probably be one of your 10 keepers. I mean, I'd say he'd almost definitely be one of your 10 keepers, but like, I don't know if acres is like definitely the starter next year. And Henderson is still on the Rams. You could like potentially make an argument that he's like near the bottom of your keepers list and paying a first and a second is a lot to give up. You're like, really signaling that you're all in um with these deals and so kind of yeah i think i think klein's first like being a bona fide 1.01 1.02 gave me the confidence to trade a mid to late probably mid first now mm-hmm. um just because like why not um how many firsts do you have now you have like i now have only mine Klein's. okay but didn't you trade? So did you have four at one point? I did. Okay. Because you traded one in like your draft pick swaps when you went from a 2022 first and you picked up, you like traded that for a 2023 first. Yeah, I got rid of Coles, which actually seems to be a decent decision. He was, he's kind yeah. of doing pretty well. Yeah, he's um, got a good amount of points for. Yeah. Um, keeping Jay Woods was smart mm-hmm. um, because he's looking low, but also then I gave that away for Anderson. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, am I going to lose sleep over helping my own child, Grant Polis's fantasy football team, potentially become better, a.k.a. whoever takes over Polis's team in the future become better? <laughs> Maybe. Um, if Polis keeps the team, no. If he gives it away, then I might lose some sleep over helping his team out by overpaying for Henderson. Yeah, I will say Pulitzer before – I did – I did my due diligence. I tried my best to get some some wide receiver help, like some wide receiver upside before trading for Henderson. But I figured I'll just take Henderson, get some – have four startable wide running backs on my team. And depending on your thoughts, Matt, and Thielen, four startable wide receivers on my team. Yeah, you can just, go just from say there. three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um okay well i feel like we did justice to your team um and did justice to a lot of the main storylines this week i know we probably missed a few um but such is life when you have to record three separate podcasts all on the same platform (laughs) and so very excited for this to post to spotify and to listen back to it um yeah i'm probably not gonna go to sleep for another hour (laughs) because i'm gonna have to be editing but (laughs) well you figure it out and then you also let me know if you fast forward to the parts i would like love to know if if my prediction is that at the beginning like the first time 
when you stopped being able to hear me, I bet everyone stopped being able to hear me. And we're just going to hear yeah. you say technical difficulties over and over again. Uh-huh. The second time, I have no idea what everyone's going to hear. I would imagine <laughs> they're definitely going to hear me, I think, because you could hear me. And it looks like my audio is moving. Yeah. Will we hear you? It remains to be seen, but I'm, I hope be that fun. we can. It would be very fun. <laughs> y'all's guess is as good as ours. That's yeah. what y'all are about to hear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, cheer, or, cheers to week five. Um, I guess we should mention we play each other next week. Week six is yes, it's rivalry. It's rivalry week. Yeah, yes. for everyone. some actually, yeah. some actually good matchups. We'll see yeah. a kicker matchup, yeah. which is going to make my life difficult. Yeah, point four calculator. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got kicker matchup. We've got Cole versus Bob. Bob is Cole versus Bob, know, right? And DeWillis versus Jaywood. Yeah, and the me versus you, the crown jewel of yeah. them all. And this next weekend, we will be together on Sunday in Colorado for this slate of games so maybe i might propose that we i don't know we can talk about it but maybe we record a podcast on sunday night instead of monday Mm -hmm. is our matchup going to be decided that way we could do it in person yeah that could be fun do you know who plays next monday night do they say it during the broadcast uh i can look it up if we have anyone yeah i'm looking it up right now okay it's the bills and titans I don't think I have anyone on those teams. Uh, unless you start uh, Crippled Julio. Um, oh, you're right. I might. Uh, I don't think you will. Based Probably. on the lack of clarity, based on like him being a game time decision, you'll probably just start Higgins. <laughs> I love But Higgins. maybe maybe you'll opt for um, starting him and benching uh, Chase Edmonds. Or not Edmonds, James <laughs> Conner. I might. Maybe if he starts. I might. Okay, well, plenty of decisions to be made next week. Um, cheers to the Be, Be Like Gangs Con League. Um, thank you to all of our podcast listeners. Like, subscribe, leave us a review, um, and we'll read it on the next pod. Talk to y'all later. See ya. Bye.